now. When I was growing up, there were two medicines in the world. You had aspirin and camphophenic. That, that's all there was. <laughs> now there's so many medicines. They got this prescription stuff that they advertise on TV. And I swear, half the time, the side effects are 50 times worse than what the medicine cures. Like, try new Floraflor for itchy, watery eyes. It's Floraflor. Side effects may include nausea, vomiting, water weight gain, lower back pain, receding hairline, eczema, seborrhea, psoriasis, itching, chafing clothing, liver spots, blood clots, ringworm, excessive body odor, uneven tire wear, pyorrhea, gonorrhea, diarrhea, halitosis, scoliosis, loss of bladder control, hammer toe, the shanks, low sperm count, warped floors, cluttered drawers, hunchback, heart attack, low resale value on your home. Feline leukemia, athlete's foot, head lice, club foot, MSMD, VD, fleas, anxiety, sleeplessness, drowsiness, poor gas mileage, tooth decay, parvo, warts, unibrow, lazy eye, fruit flies, chest pains, clogged veins, hemorrhoids, dry heaving, and sexual dysfunction. I'm watching it going, you know what, I'll just have itchy watery eyes. One of my favorites, <laughs> Jeff Foxworthy. It's true, isn't it? By the time you get through all those commercials uh, talking about all the side effects, you might as well just have what you have. Um, welcome to the Kate Daly Show. So happy to have you. I've got Melissa Smith on board today and Susan. Uh, it's going to be a full show. Um, and by the way, I I do um, I do an hour that's kind of off the radar a little bit um, in a previous hour, but it's on podcast. And I'm going to invite you to go listen to it because the podcast I did uh, today, as a matter of fact, was a reboot of an interview I did with John Robertson talking about Hollywood, the beginnings of Hollywood, what Nickelodeon means, why Hollywood was named Hollywood, the backstory to Disney, the backstory to all of these things, and uh, the selling of a soul in Hollywood. Very interesting time spent with John Robertson, who does the show Caravan to Midnight, um, who used to do Hagman and Hagman, produced that. And he did 15 years in Hollywood and talks about the the, the backstory. Um, and it's it is quite intriguing and quite scary, actually. And I've, as a week of, that we've talked about, um, you know, the Oscars and, and what's going on with, with all of that and, of course, the Super Bowl, I wanted to uh, give you that hour. And this will be on podcast. So if you don't get this hour of the show um, and it's more of like a, a localized hour, I want you to be able to, to grab that on podcast and listen. You're going to want to listen to that. Um, also... Um, the new way, um, the new way act, uh, the new way forward act. I'm going to save that for Chrisanne Hall. Chrisanne Hall is going to be on the show tomorrow talking about that. And so I haven't talked about it on purpose. <laughs> I actually had clips to play. And Tucker Carlson uh, was talking about it in great detail on his show as well. Um, but I'm going to talk about that with Chrisanne Hall tomorrow. Make sure you get to the website, katedallyradio.com, for all the podcasts of this live show that you're listening to right now and also um, information on balance of nature. Make sure that you're getting that supplement. Make sure that you go over to Balance of Nature and put in the code Kate, my name, um, and order up, get 31 fruits and vegetables a day, clean vegetables. Um, and, you know, we talk a lot about health on this show, but let me tell you, you're going to need your vitamins, especially for this um, first segment with Melissa. Melissa Smith, welcome to the show. I want this crazy update on coronavirus because I keep getting emails from people and they keep saying to me, it's not a hoax. And I said, I never said it was a hoax. What I'm saying is, is it's just overblown. Um, way overblown. Uh, I mean, to the point of ad nauseum overblown. And people think that that there is, I mean, th- there will at some point be something that wipes us out, a, a, a large portion of us. But it's not this and it's not today. And, uh, and I know it's not a hoax. These things exist just like SARS and H1N1 and Ebola, they exist. It's just never on the the same plane as people are, are, are saying. And I have a feeling you probably think the same way. Because I just, I wanted to share that with people because I've been getting emails like crazy. And uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on coronavirus, the, the newest update. Well, I've been following this. And we, I think you and I talked about this. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it a couple times, going back three or four weeks even. Right. So I've been keeping my eye on, on it. And... I think from here, it's very difficult to get a lot of really good information. Um, for example, we really don't know whether the Chinese are accurately reporting numbers. 
And first of all, let's let's unpack that because I think a lot of people think, oh, they're trying to hide it. It's much worse than than they're they're letting on, but because of their evil government, they're mm-hmm. trying to hide it. Right. So there's maybe this to think about. In the midst of a pretty extreme epidemic mm-hmm. locally to them mm-hmm. in in the cities where where this has broken out number 1 just like would ha- and and i think the message here that i want everybody to take is if something like this would come to our shores will our responses be different right so first of all they're having a hard time fully identifying all of the cases because they have to do a blood sample. It has to be sent away. They have to test it and then they have to send those results back. Okay. So there may be many people who are carrying the virus who are really not sick or are mildly sick and they're just not being identified because they're not extreme and it's not Mm-hmm. I was just at the doctor recently, and they said, do you want us to do a flu test? And I said, no, it's not worth it. Right. So that's one reason why numbers may be kind of funky. Mm-hmm. The other reason is they are having people die in the hospital and or or not die in the hospital, and they are, they are putting down the cause of death as viral pneumonia. Mm-hmm. Now, are they doing that because they're trying to suppress the numbers or because the doctors are in a hurry to take care of patients that are and, in need of care? Or because it's all the same symptoms and it's really hard to nail down. And so what they can keep saying in the press is it's like well, coronavirus. If, if the patient has already died, is it worth taking the time on a person who's dead to send the blood work in and get mm-hmm. it back and handle blah, 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 blah. Right. Okay. So I know the last, I had... Well, and before we go any farther, the new name of Corona, just so that everyone knows, is COVID-19. Because the World Health Organization does not want to negatively label any particular region or animal involved in this. So mm-hmm. we can't, we're not going to have swine flu. Swine flu is now H1N1. No avian flu. No Spanish flu. We're just going to give them some numbers and whatever. Move right. on. Okay. Um, so anyway, um, so we have this coronavirus, COVID nineteen. Oh my goodness! Now I forgot where I was going with all of that. Um, I, I just think it. Why like, which would a is doctor? Mm-hmm. Why would a doctor take the time to follow through on a deceased patient mm-hmm. when they have other patients that are in need of? immediate care well you would think they'd want to nail that down so they could actually attribute it to it if they're if they're building the case to say look at all the coronavirus it's just even here in america you're not you're not seeing it spread you're not seeing a ton of people get this and uh and and there was a funny story in san diego saying oh yes they screwed up the cdc and they let the one case out um and i was laughing because of the incompetence but also because there's not enough action going on with coronavirus. Maybe they're trying to create some action. I'm not quite sure. Well, the, the other thing is they, you know, think about how long it takes to produce a test kit to test for coronavirus. This really all started just before Christmas, like December 19th. So they don't have enough of the test kits to distribute. There's a lot of reasons why those numbers might be wonky. I, I think it's good to say in China right now, this is a serious problem. And one of the things that I've been watching is that the media is telling you how many cases of it there are or how many cases and how many countries it's now been found, but they are not talking about how many fatalities are associated with it. Mm-hmm. And to the best numbers that I have are indicating a very low number, like less than five fatalities outside of China, anywhere else in the world. Yeah. So what we're not hearing, and and I, okay, this will, not to be alarmist about this, but there is an Ebola-like outbreak right now in Africa that has already killed like 200 people. We have had 
thousands of people die from influenza in the United States this year. There have been three, maybe four people. I I actually think the number is like two people Mm -hmm. outside of China that have died from um, COVID-19. It's COVID-19 now. Okay. COVID-19, yeah. <laughs> I Sounds swear like I can't a CIA keep up. name, doesn't it? Like yeah, COVID. I can't keep up. Anyway, so I am still mm-hmm. not, like, in panic mode. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't think anyone should be. I, I think it's I ridiculous to be. I don't think anyone here in the U.S. <laughs> should be in panic mode. Right. However, here is the moral of the story to me. Mm-hmm. I think this is the shot across the bow. Mm-hmm. for many places mm-hmm. in the world. Right. We are being given an opportunity to think about what this means mm-hmm. and to do something to be prepared. Right. If we are wasting this opportunity, then we have really missed the chance. Mm-hmm. Because whether it's this or something else, and by the mm-hmm. way, many people, the, the World Health Organization is saying If this follows a similar trajectory to SARS, for example, Mm -hmm. which was much more serious the first year Mm -hmm. than it was afterward. Sure. That's one path that this could go. Mm -hmm. But it's possible that this particular virus could become a seasonal virus that we just deal with like all the other seasonal viruses that circulate. Mm -hmm. It'll go away in the spring with heat and humidity. It'll be back in the fall. Yeah. So will it be worse when it comes back? I don't know. So take that for what it's worth. And I know this has caused me to think much harder about, like, what am I ready to handle in my house? Mm -hmm. And I need to clean out my pantry. I need to get some meal plans together from pantry-stable food Mm -hmm. because that's the right thing to do for a whole lot of reasons, not just because of illness. There's uh, there's some great pieces by John Rappaport, who used to be, I don't know if anybody remembers the old 2020 series and all these different shows, but he used to work on a lot of series, and, and then he started telling too much truth, so they kind of banned him. <laughs> and he has a, a website called No More Fake News. He actually talks about these things a lot. He talks about this virus a lot, and talks about the fact that, is this um, a little bit more of 5G effects? Um, and they're trying to hide that and squelch that. Is it also uh, staging a fake bioterror attack? All kinds of just interesting angles to this story that I've thought about, too. Uh, But John writes about those to be right back. Kate Daly Show. If you're like me, you don't go to the dentist. You don't want to waste your time or your money. I get it. Then I met Dr. Bergman. He owns Red Hills Dental here in St. George. He knew I love classic cars, and he told me, hey, think of my mouth like a car. Sometimes it needs an oil change, and other times it'll need a full restoration. Of course, my teeth deserve the same attention, he said. So now, after a 60-point inspection and some minor repairs, my smile is restored. If you've been avoiding the dentist for whatever reason, visit with Dr. Bergman at Red Hills Dental. He'll take care of you. Red Hills Dental. Go to sgsmiles.com. Hey, this is Steve with Garage Doors Only. Did you know that each year over 10,000 people are hurt or injured attempting to repair their own garage door? At Garage Doors Only, our team of professionals can safely repair or replace your garage door or motor. Our business is family-owned and operated, and we service all of southern Utah and the Mesquite area. Don't be a statistic. Call the professionals at Garage Doors Only, 435-868-1200. Hey, business owners, Suntran is offering discounted rates on their ad spaces for only a couple of more weeks. Right now, get 30% off bus ads starting as low as $150 per month while the spots last. Traveling through St. George, Santa Clara, Ivins, and soon-to-be Washington. Get the most bang for your advertising bucks with the Suntran ad. But hurry, they're filling up quick. Call Susie today for more information, 627-4074. That's 627-4074. Or visit stgbusad.com. Reserve your spot now and get 30% off your ad 
bad while they last. Hey, do you love America? Come down to Camping World here in St. George. Our products are made in America to see America. Every RV is designed so you, your family, you can get on the road and see our beautiful country. Camping World is proud to support our veterans and first responders. Look us up on your smarty phone. We're somewhere down by exit six. Don't miss the best prices from the best American manufacturers. Camping World, proud to be an American company. In business for over 35 years, the Zion Eye Institute has grown into the largest and most comprehensive eye center in southern Utah, continually striving to be the best and always looking for new ways to better take care of their patients. With the experience and expertise to cover every area of eye care, their specialists use only the most advanced technologies and state-of-the-art equipment. You can count on each of their specialists being board certified and fellowship trained to handle everything from the simplest to the most complex cases, which means there's no need to travel to Salt Lake City or Las Vegas for specialized eye care. Just one of the many reasons the Zion Eye Institute was named one of the top 50 eye surgery centers in the United States and is the number one eye care provider for Medicare patients in the state of Utah. With four convenient locations, scheduling an appointment in St. George, Cedar City, and Mesquite is easy. Just call 656-2020, 656-2020, or online at zioneye.com. Zion Eye Institute, Southern Utah's premier eye care center. Now is the time to take care of your heating and cooling system during the big savings event with Air Care Professionals. Need a heating tune-up? Just $89 for a limited time. Looking to replace that old inefficient heating system? Well, right now, you can get up to $1,000 off a new Bryant heating and air conditioning system from Air Care Professionals. And it doesn't stop there. For a limited time, get 0% equipment financing options OAC. This may be the best offer of the year. With offers like these, you know Air Care Professionals and Bryant's are doing whatever it takes to earn your business. Call 628 628- 2423 or online at aircarepros.com. Voted best of Southern Utah. How would you like to participate in stock market gains with zero risk? Join Lyle Boss of Boss Financial Friday afternoons at 5 on St. George News Radio 1450. Need some help in planning for the future? Tune into your family and your retirement with Abe Ashton Tuesday afternoon at 5 on KZNU and click on ashtonwealth.com. This is Carl Lamar, and I'm speaking with Donna Childs with Intermountain Audiology, and she's got a no-obligation event you won't want to miss. Hi, Donna. Hi, Carl. That's right. This Thursday at 11 a.m. in the Cedar City Courtyard Marriott, we invite you to meet with Dr. Jacob Burroughs. He's Southern Utah's leading expert on the cognitive benefits of medically treating your hearing loss, tinnitus, and balance. This is an open discussion, and we'll talk about the FDA-approved treatment to boost clarity and stop the ringing in the ears and reduce the risk of dementia. Now, Donna, I understand that just by showing up, you get a free gift. Oh, yes. Every single person that attends will receive an Amazon bestseller book, Stop Living in Isolation. Okay, they better reserve their space right now. You can do that by getting online. Stoptheisolation.com. Now, the event, once again, Thursday, 11 a.m., hosted by Intermountain Audiology at the Cedar City Courtyard Marriott. RSVP right now at stoptheisolation.com. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Fun. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Do you remember that oldie but goodie? Oh, that was in the, like a decade ago. Anyway, uh, catch my disease. Anyway, back with you. I'm talking coronavirus <laughs> with Melissa. We you were are just so bad. <laughs> I know. We were just got to have some fun. We were just talking about coronavirus, and I was talking about how. Um, John Rappaport was kind of coming at different angles and talking about the fact of all the different things. Like he said, he said, the virus is one of the most successful cover stories in modern human history. It's invoked to obscure the actions of major corporations and governments, um, stolen farmland, um, uh, and also uh, lack of basic sanitation, grinding poverty. He goes on and on and on. And uh, he also calls it population control. And he also called it uh, how to stage a fake bio. 
bioterror attack using the U.S. Biological Warfare Group as it waddles into a meeting. Just think about this, where a collection of Army, CIA, NSA, and DHS reps sit quietly in their chairs. So I understand you boys want to pull off a little bio-domestic terror show, you know, bio-terror show, to keep the uh, natives from becoming too restless. Um, and, uh, and, and talking about it in that way, I do have a couple of clips coming into the show that kind of allude to that same sort of premise. Um, remember my clip on NBC? We need, a, we need a good disease. You guys first, that clip. Anyway, from The Simpsons. But um, using the germ as a cover story for a chemical, uh, in other words, there's no germ attack. Uh, it's called a germ attack, but that's a lie. And the perps bring in researchers to the affected area and go on to claim they have isolated a germ that's the cause of death and illness. It's a sham. Well, the spread of, uh, of, of this chemical can't be detected. He goes on and on. And you guys should check it out. It's kind of an interesting piece to kind of get the wheels turning, not to invent a story, but just to kind of basically think about it in a lot of different angles and ways of why they use a story. Because I I think you alluded to this, too, as we went out, Melissa Smith, is that is that, you know, sometimes these stories are used and sometimes they're used as cover for something else. And sometimes they're used to um, to like make sure we don't get too unnerved about something, too. There's lots of different angles. Yeah, they're. That that's why what what started mm-hmm. whatever's happening in China, we will probably never know. Right. You and I will probably never know whether it was really the bat soup, whether it was really from the wildlife <laughs> the market. Bat soup. <laughs> we will never really know. Did it did it escape from um, a bioweapons lab. Right. Does it does it have to do well, with the two researchers that were working with the Harvard microbiologists that were arrested taking two vials of who knows mm-hmm. what yeah. into China? There are so many little stories that we'll ne- we'll just never know. Right? Are people dying in China? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's an ugly situation. Are people being quarantined? Yes, they are. The people I feel sorry for mm-hmm. are the people on board the cruise ship. Right, right. Totally they, quarantined. They're not allowing them into port. <laughs> so that's, right. Is that really happening? Yes, it is. There's, there's reasons well, for concern d- here. Yes. Uh, John even talked about the SARS epidemic, and he says that was a dud in 2003 when uh, 10 World Health Organization, WHO Labs, walled off from view and communication with each other via closed circuit, um, announced they'd isolated a coronavirus as the culprit. Remember, this was back in 2003. And then so when they say mysterious new new bug, it just doesn't make sense to me at all because they've had these they had this one since I think the mid 90s. But later in Canada, uh, World Health Organization uh, microbiologist Frank Plummer wandered off the reservation, told reporters he was puzzled by the fact that fewer and fewer SARS patients had the coronavirus. And that was pretty much tantamount in John Roberts, I'm sorry, in John Rappaport's view to confessing that the whole research effort had been a failure and a sham. And after a day or so of coverage, the press went totally silent. So he said SARS is a nonsensical farce. Diagnosed patients with ordinary seasonal flu or a collection of familiar symptoms could result from a lot of different causes. It is kind well, of interesting. Uh, here, the, uh, the common cold is a type of coronavirus. <laughs> I know. That's what. That's why people, so, that's why I've never said it was a hoax. I've just said they're just really overplaying this. So. Obviously, there is a problem. They People are dying in China from a type of viral pneumonia. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, I don't I don't know what, what else we can say. I, I do kind of want to shift the conversation just a little bit, though, sure. to something that we know for sure will be coming our way connected to all of this and that's the economic impact okay for sure whether whatever happens this is going to impact um the 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 exports and imports in and out of china mm-hmm. right? right it's, it's going to impact the global economy how what happens over the next couple of months will probably tell us how significant mm-hmm. when SARS when SARS was the big epidemic, China accounted for about three percent of the global economy. Mm-hmm. Right now, China accounts for fifteen percent of the global economy. So there's going to be an impact if if we can't if China just says nothing's coming in or out. 
mm-hmm. because we've got this problem. Or if other countries begin to say, no, we don't want your stuff. Right. It's going to have an impact globally. One of the things I think we need to be paying attention to here in the United States is, number one, food. Mm-hmm. We import food from China. Do you remember not too long ago they were, we were going to be sending chickens to China for processing? <laughs> yeah, and and, uh, and they were going to seafood. They were from... going to mm-hmm. kill them and clean them and send them back to us. Yeah, and... we we had a joke about cess sauce, um, cesspool sauce, <laughs> the way that the food's being raised. But go ahead. Well, yeah. I, I'm a little concerned about that right now. Sure. You know, I I'm not sure I want. Um, people in a possible hot zone <laughs> to be processing to just, food yeah. that's being sent all over the world. Right. Especially knowing that all, the, the, all these coronaviruses are easily transmittable between animals and people. Right, right. And that they don't really have a whole lot of regulation in that area. Right. So, the mm-hmm. other thing that I think is worthy of some thought right. is how dependent the United States now is on Chinese manufacturing of our pharmaceuticals. Right. And that these are things that nobody, nobody in the media is telling you that. They're building this big panic story, but they're not saying, oh, by the way, listen to this. This came from an article, by the way, mm-hmm. that was insinuating. This is a, an older article. It's not, not really new because nobody's talking about this right now. But this was about, well, what happens if China has ill intent toward the United States? But listen, in the new context with what's going on, you listen uh, with different ears now. Mm-hmm. If China shut the door on exports of medicines and their key ingredients and raw materials, U.S. hospitals and military hospitals and clinics would cease to function within within months, if not days. Hmm. Because... They are the manufacturers. We can no longer, we no longer have a factory inside the U.S. that can manufacture penicillin. True, true. Interesting. So whether, now Mm -hmm. I'm, that, that statement there, if China shut the door, that, that means they were, they were projecting uh, some kind of hostile action on the part of the Chinese government. Like, oh, you know, we, we hate Trump's trade deal, so we're not going to let you have any pharmaceuticals. Right. What I'm saying is, if they are coping with uh, a pandemic mm-hmm. and they have to shut factories, a pharmaceutical manufacturing plant for health concerns, meaning they're not doing it to be hostile. Mm-hmm. They're doing it because they need to keep their workers quarantined. That's going to have an impact, a ripple impact back here. Interesting. You know, it's funny. It reminds me of the Cheryl Atkinson. Um, she's She was a CBS star investigative reporter that was kind of shunned. And she had discovered that U.S. Centers for Disease Control were hiding this fact from the public, rather mind-boggling. And, um, and it was that the overwhelming percentage of tests from U.S. swine flu patients were coming back with labs with no sign of swine flu. So she was questioning whether or not they were just given a chemical. Now, this could be in food. This could be in anything, but a chemical, because uh, because like the story went, it was like, you say it's a virus, but it's not. Get it? That's the legend. Instead, you use a reliable chemical that makes people sick and kill them. That's the ticket. Uh, germs are too unpredictable, but chemicals aren't. And so if you were going to, to use something like that, um, it would be a great, it would be a great way, uh, to kill off some people and still call it a virus. And, and, and of course, uh, also talking about the fact of, um, you know, things coming in with the, from giant cargo ships at sea, because we know we have a lot of problems with our ports. So it was kind of an interesting angle. I thought, hmm, you know. Interesting. Well, I I think every so much, so many things in the United States now come mm-hmm. from China, right? Or some portion of the manufacturing process happens in China. Mm-hmm. That if those factories and those plants are not functioning for whatever reason, mm-hmm. we're going to be hit here. My husband's an electrical engineer, mm-hmm. and parts. That they they have two Chinese suppliers, and they've already been put on notice. Some of the parts here may not be available, or right. may you know we they have some already in the in the stream that are 
that are still available, but they said this may slow up their manufacturing. Hmm. Interesting. Well, yeah. And and that's not going to be, you know, so we're going to see some of that. And mm -hmm. I think once again, that's not a reason for anybody to panic. Just take, if you have medications that you really, really need, take an opportunity to have extra in your home right now. Mm-hmm. If there, there's very few, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, things, things, some of the things, you know, do you really need a new alarm clock right now? Probably <laughs> not. You know, there's a lot of things. Just be patient. Right. We've become a very, like, we want it right now. Yeah. Society and maybe not. Maybe yeah. we just are going to you know, have to be a that, little. That reminds me of the whole 5G thing too, which we'll do a couple more shows on in the next coming few weeks because 5G is a big deal. The um, What happens to us medically from 5G is something that I think is 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 probably being suppressed and going to be even more suppressed. Um, and that really comes from the urge of wanting it a split second ha- faster. <laughs> and we don't realize the, the health conflicts that are coming. Um, and how will they try to cover that story? Because when you have people falling ill and it's the same sort of symptoms of the flu, same sort of symptoms of, of what we're talking about in these viruses, 5G has that same effect, and so that's why I it'll be it'll be kind of interesting to keep our eye on on how that how that works because Cheryl Atkinson was even trying to talk about it. People won't let her, so that was kind of interesting. I thought too. Yeah, I I just think, like I said, I'm going to keep an eye on the whole coronavirus story mm-hmm. because um, I think we're gonna we're gonna see the impact of that. I expect mm-hmm. by April and May, mm-hmm. the virus is going to begin to quiet. In fact, I have already heard a few little things, little nibbles, that perhaps the peak has already passed in China. Right. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. And, but now they, I just read the first story that says, oh, and by the way, did you know you can get it multiple times? Right. Mm. So just because you had it doesn't mean you have any, apparently our bodies are not making any immunity to this right. and all of those things there's a whole lot of things that make me very suspicious that this is just a natural virus that suddenly appeared or maybe not a virus weird weird stuff uh all right Hard turning turning say. the tables yeah. a little bit when we come back and a new topic when we come back be right back on the kate daly show balance of nature changing the world one life at a time I started taking the balance of nature, and I was actually lifting weights at the time, and I pulled out my rotocuff, and I couldn't lift my arm. I had to take off from lifting weights for eight weeks. During that time, I was taking the balance of nature, and everybody told me my shoulder was not going to heal, and I was not going to be able to lift anymore. And my shoulder actually healed, and when I went back to lifting weights, I didn't lose any strength. I definitely feel completely different. My hair feels better. My skin feels better. Overall, everything's better. Don't wait to see what getting over 10 servings of whole fruits and vegetables every day can do for you. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order of fruits and veggies. Start your journey to better health today by calling 1-800-2468-751 or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code CANYON. This is Shanna from Cox Trucking. At Cox Trucking, we love to hire professional drivers in our own backyard. Do you live in the Cedar City, Washington County, or Mesquite area and have a Class A license? If so, you owe it to yourself to drop by our beautiful terminal for a tour. You can check out our late model Volvo and Freightliner trucks, meet the guys and gals who will dispatch you, and see for yourself our first-class state-of-the-art maintenance facility and truck wash. We currently have regional, flatbed, and over-the-road positions available with several different pay plans. Our drivers are on the road an average of 7 to 10 days with two days home for each seven days out. Or, if they prefer, they can run longer. We have the miles and the freight and get to know each driver's wants and needs. We also have 100% paid benefits, a 401k match, and paid time off. And did I mention that we treat you with the respect and honesty you deserve? At Cox Trucking, you are not a number. You are part of our family. Check us out at coxtrucking.com or drop by anytime. Dad always loved to show off his coin collection. He claimed that some of the coins are really valuable. He loved that collection. After Dad passed, 
I didn't know what to do with that collection or if it was worth anything. I heard the ad on the radio for the Gold Ore Store. I took the collection to Greg at the Gold Ore Store and got a fair and honest assessment of what the collection was worth. Turns out, Dad was right. The Gold Ore Store, 7 North Main in St. George. My symptoms were swelling, tired all the time. Indigestion. A lot of muscle spasms, pain. Pretty severe arthritis. Not being able to sleep, just being lethargic. Brain fog every day, aches and pains. Now I'm great. I started getting better. I can think again. I have energy. I can play with my five-year-old. Yeah, I've lost about 60 pounds. Um, life was pretty awesome. It was like a, a complete turnaround. Call today for a free consultation, 855-55-RIVER. RedRiverHealthAndWellness.com. Chiropractic Physicians. The award-winning Sun City Mesquite by Dell Webb is proud to announce the grand opening of three all-new single-story model homes ranging from 1,200 to 1,400 square feet. Come take a tour this Saturday, February 15th. These homes feature the latest in design and finishes, energy efficiency, and the active adult lifestyle that made Dell Webb communities famous. Sun City Mesquite features world-class golf, pickleball, tennis, and bocce ball, and an expansive rec center with fitness, resort and lap pools, and more. Pricing starting from the low 200s. Attend the grand opening this Saturday, February 15th for a chance to win a golf cart. Hey, do you love America? Come down to Camping World here in St. George. Our products are made in America to see America. Every RV is designed so you, your family, you can get on the road and see our beautiful country. Camping World is proud to support our veterans and first responders. Look us up on your smarty phone. We're somewhere down by exit six. Don't miss the best prices from the best American manufacturers. Camping World, proud to be an American company. My fellow Americans, this is Abe Lincoln inviting you to say during the President's Day sale at the Ashley Home Store. For a limited time, save up to 45% or 60 months special financing. Yes, save up to 45% or 60 months special financing. Save over $1,300 on this stunning five-piece sectional. Save $500 on this power reclining sofa with headrest. Get here now for doorbusters like all accessories, 30% off. And look for the orange tags to save up to 50 Residential savings indeed. Come into the Ashley Sleep Center inside the locally owned Ashley Home Store for three-year special financing with no minimum purchase. Sleep well and save? This sale gets the presidential seal of approval. Don't miss out. The President's Day Sale happening right now at the Ashley Home Store, East Red Cliffs Drive, in between the DI and Pineview Stadium 10. All financing OAC. See store for details. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. feeling this is a song about progressive liberals <laughs> talking to crazy. Welcome back to the Kate Daly Show. KateDalyRadio.com You can go there for your podcasts of the live show that you're listening to right now all around the world and I welcome you. Of course I have Melissa Smith. She joins me on this hour every single week and uh, I'm so grateful for the updates on uh, Corona, what your thoughts and feelings on that are and I want to switch a little bit to talking about progressive liberalism for a minute. I know all of you are going, oh, can we handle can we handle anything more? Um, every time I see the Democratic debates, I whenever they say, uh, you know, Sanders wins, I'm saying what what win? Who's even there? Who even cares about these people running for president? They all sound freaking crazy. Uh, Elizabeth Warren walked into a diner and nobody even turned her head toward her. Nobody even wanted to talk to her. She went around trying to, to interrupt people's meals to talk to them and act like God's gift to the universe and nobody cared it was one of the funniest clips i've ever seen but anyway these people are crazy they're crazy so i i want to hear the backstory on this well there's there was a, this is a, a little time travel history bit here and this is a piece of religious history that hardly anybody knows anything about we know a little bit of it 
and we may say some familiar names, but if I ask you to tell me about Washington Gladden or Walter Rauschenbusch, I don't imagine those are really familiar names to very many people. Who? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I can't wait exactly. to hear this. So this is what, if, you, if we dial our time back to the Gilded Age, this is the time right after the American Civil War, the United States was under heavy-duty industrialization. This is the, the era of the Vanderbilts and the Rockefellers and, you know, the big, big mm-hmm. money people. Okay. Andrew Carnegie. Well, there was, in tandem with all of that, there was a religious movement um, among among Protestants for the most part, although there were some other, it, it does make its way some other places, but mm-hmm. it, it was largely a Protestant movement that was called the Social Gospel. Okay. And what they were after, um, they looked at the urbanization and the industrialization and some of the seamy sides of that. And inside the churches, some of these Protestant churches, they wanted to take Jesus's ethical teachings mm-hmm. and apply those to the problems of their day. Right. Okay. So it all sounds pretty good, right? It, right. Doesn't we do that anyway, right? Right. Isn't that if anybody who's Christian, you would think that that would just go naturally. Um, but the, the two guys that I just mentioned, Washington Gladden, especially, he was one of the early, earliest leaders of the whole of the whole movement, and he became very concerned about the rights of laborers. He want, he was advocating shorter work weeks, factory inspections, inheritance taxation, regulation of monopolies. Hmm. Um, and what he wanted to focus on was the brotherhood of man and our ability to solve problems to make the world a better place. And in fact, one of the catchphrases that came out of the social gospel that we've all heard is that little phrase, what would Jesus do? Right, right. It was a call to action okay. for you to go out and take care of a social problem mm-hmm. as Jesus would. Okay. Okay, well, where, where I think... Well, you're supposed to do that gospel. voluntarily. <laughs> you're supposed to do that with your own self. <laughs> and it's supposed to be something that you do, not government. Just to clarify, well, right? Well, this is where it becomes very interesting. Because part of the social gospel... Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's actually the name of this whole movement, the social gospel. Okay. Was oriented towards... They, they, wanted, they skewed their theology away from individual action or individual salvation, as it were, towards social salvation. Is this starting to sound familiar a little bit? <laughs> yeah. We have to save everybody. Ah. And we do that through activism. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So what some of this stuff that we're hearing and seeing now mm-hmm. was actually, it's, it's about 100 years, oh, it's more than 100, it's 100 and what, 20, 40 years old now, that came out of Protestant Christian churches. It never had any traction among the poor, by the way. Hmm. It had very little traction among the very wealthy. Mm-hmm. It mostly was a, a middle-class kind of feel good, we're going to go out and do good things. It always world. starts out that movement. way, and then it goes terribly wrong <laughs> because they never think it out, but go ahead. Hmm. Well, yeah, hmm. here's... Uh, I, I I just think that the, if we understand this piece of it, you will know where a lot of what we're hearing, interestingly enough, mm-hmm. who else is writing in a different sort of context at this exact same time is Karl Marx. Of course. Of course he is. Saying very busy. very similar things, only Karl Marx strips the Christianity out of it. Hmm. What was happening here, but it's... It's a very similar message. We can have this collective salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, we have cultural restoration. If, if people would just transform the culture, then, according to the social gospel, when we have evolved as people, when we have made all the change in our own culture, that is when... 
right. Christ will return. Interesting. But it is not like it is not looking towards God to mm-hmm. help do that. Right. We do that first. We do all this work and we get everything all ready and then Bingo, yeah. you know, Christ will come. It's it's funny how force always becomes part of the mechanism, especially in a do-gooder. You know, I, I, I talked about this on the air, and I can't remember what show it was or what hour, but it was recent. And I talked about a friend of mine who really kind of doesn't, he doesn't believe in God anymore. He's kind of more of an atheist. But he actually thought that he that, that parents should get a license. And he said, you know, because he's, he's a pretty good parent, um, you know, minus, the, minus not teaching his kids about God, which I think is very important. Um, um, he was basically like, you know, I make sure the seatbelts are on. I make sure they eat right. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a good parent and I want everybody else to, to have to be a good parent. And I said, well, what if my idea of good parenting is not your idea of good parenting? I mean, my idea of good parenting would be teaching about God, you know? So, so do you want me to make the rules or do you get to make the rules? And it, and it made this person think a little bit more about what that meant as far as force goes, because it's like, he's coming from a place of wanting what's nice for kids. But wants to do it out of force and wants to use the mechanism of government to do it. And that's where it goes terribly wrong always. Yeah, and, and what you're describing is is exactly this, as described by Walter Rauschenbusch, mm-hmm. who was another, he was a, a preacher who was one of the leading lights of this whole movement. He blamed sin on social structures rather than human failure. Right. So if when we fix the social structure, then... Then we fix the individual. Um, (laughs) People can't quit sinning as long as they're until they're freed from the social and economic pressures. Okay, that that has infected a whole lot of things in American society. Hmm. Yeah, true. And we treat we we treat cultural transformation now. Barack Obama was really great at this. (laughs) Cultural transformation is the the end in Mm -hmm. itself. Mm. We're not we're not trying because if you believe all of this, cultural transformation then liberates the individual to do what they want to do. They can live free of sin. But in actuality, I think it actually works truly the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. When we strengthen not individuals, it. Mm-hmm. then culture changes. Right. Right. And the people because change. The only way to affect cultural transformation is to force people into it. Mm hmm. So yeah. I, I think it, it, this, it's a paradigm. But I, this is one of those movements that was very powerful for a brief moment, but it laid the foundation for a lot of things. Most right. people sometime in their American history class way back in the day, if, if you paid any attention at all, you will remember a woman named Jane Addams and the mm-hmm. whole house in uh, Chicago. Mm-hmm. She was trying to help immigrants. Mm-hmm. Sure. That was a piece of this whole social gospel, although she yeah. was not a big supporter of the, it was a little too religious for her. Interesting. But but it's part of that mm-hmm. whole mindset that was born in the 1880s. Look at the social problems that we have. Right. We have to do something about this. We have to help people. That, that, yeah, and you're right about that. It really started because in the 1800s, um, you had a lot of people. You had um, businesses pay for education, right? They paid for schools. You had churches paying for hospitals. You had people helping people. And so it, it strengthened the character of our nation. We were able to kind of stay on board from the Constitution on because we... We were developing our character as a nation. Then it gets to the late 1800s, 1900s, and all that changes because then we're developing social constructs that we're forced to be a, a part of that are there to solve the problem. But the character of the people, the character of the nation stops growing as much because we're not involved firsthand in in the in the growth of character that it would take to look around and solve a problem yourself. So then you're solving problems through government, which then takes our character, the people's character, into that demise, sort of uh, uh, roll snowball rolling down the hill, gathering steam. And now we're in the year 2020. And it's so evident to me, we had two totally different Americas, different approaches to character and the different building of character, then you have the character being sort of taken away in the 1900s steadily. Well, the the, the old model was rugged individualism. Yes, yes. But I think by the 1880s, what these people were looking at, they were looking at urban slums. Mm-hmm. They were looking at really kind of the seamy side of industrialization. And they said, we have to do something about this. We have to change this. Right. 
Um, and the the method that they chose to change people mm-hmm. was to combine religious faith in commitment to kind of political and cultural activism. Right. That was the model that they created. And I think that model has, at various times in American history, had greater and lesser um, power out there for, for the people in the world, in the nation. You know, do we all believe that something should be done to assist people who are in poverty? Yes. Mm-hmm. But the question then becomes, how how do we do that? Do we advocate for political change to handle that, or which is what the, the, the social gospel guys were saying. We become activists. We lead the way. We, we present the government with this model that can be used because what they believed was that the individual is incapable of change unless the culture was different. <laughs> right. They couldn't just do that on their own. They couldn't make if those that's choices. that's still the model that we mm-hmm. see progressives working from. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's interesting. And it's called the social gospel, right? Yeah. And, Starting and in the late like 80s. I said, it was it was a religious mm-hmm. movement, right? Um, and there's very little taught about it or um, true. written about it. Like I said, the two the two big leaders of that movement, Walter Rauschenbusch and Washington Gladden, are virtually unknown. You're right. Um, partly because they were religious guys, and nobody thinks that you know we don't want to teach our kids in school any religious history, right? Right. right. But it's it's but interesting how that phenomenon history, changed. You know, it changed. That the whole way this, of thinking did. Yeah, mm-hmm. it did. And this religious history, although it didn't really catch fire entirely as a religious movement, it does give birth to the progressive movement that hits at the turn of the century. Hmm. The William Jennings Bryan kind of guys that, okay. that, that were advocating progressive change mm-hmm, right. and and embedded in that progressivism you can imagine that Amer- um, the very first american socialists were very comfortable in that model and in those churches there are still many churches that are influenced by that social gospel um even today right now they mm. may not be talking about those names anymore sure but it is the foundation for why many churches feel the need to do you know kind of community outreach whatever mm-hmm. which i think is wonderful i think churches should be doing those kinds of things sure where i dispute the social gospel is they took it the next step and said individuals are incapable, therefore we have to advocate for political change. Yeah, even though we had shown that we were capable of it for a very, very long time in history. We're very capable. <laughs> Interesting. Thank you for that. I love the, I love the history lesson, too. I, I always love a really good history lesson, and I would have to say that's one of them. Thank you so much, Melissa Smith. Uh, she joins me every uh, Wednesday at this time. And a big thank you to you. And on to the rest of the show with Susan Reeve coming in, going down the rabbit hole with Susan, talking about all kinds of things going on behind the scenes. A big thank you to Melissa. And stay with us. You're not going to want to miss this next hour as well. Just imagine an all-inclusive resort experience in sunny St. George, an 18-hole championship golf course, tennis courts, restaurant, swimming pool, and drinks served to you as you're lounging at the pool. Sound like a dream? It's reality at the brand new nightly rental Bloomington Villas at Bloomington Country Club. These new villas are now selling starting at $399.9. For more info, visit BloomingtonVillas.com. Hi, this is Kate Daly, and I love my sponsors. No matter your situation, Bank of Utah Home Loans can help with the right home loan for you. Call Brian and the Bank of Utah Home Loans team today, 435-986-7221. Bank of Utah Home Loans, helping you grow no matter